Ian, thank you very much for coming on um, Walking the Walk. Um, you joined TalkTalk, what, what, five and a half years ago, something like that? You'll, you've, you've got a good innings, good innings at TalkTalk. Yeah, that's right. I started in January 2016, I think it was. And done a few different roles. Yeah, I've been in three roles, or three departments, should I say. There was like a little bit of different roles within the department, but I've three separate different departments that I've worked in. Mm. But your journey, to, your journey that we're going to talk about today starts a lot earlier than that, doesn't it? Starts from early adulthood, childhood, really. Tell me what your your memories of of, you, of your childhood are that kind of have led you to be and do the amazing things that you're doing today. What what are your memories of it? So it does go really really far back um, to make me the person I am today and how I've got to where I am based on when I was around nine years old. I was sexually abused for three years, and it was something that happened regular. And at that time, obviously, I didn't understand it, didn't know it was fully wrong, that type of thing. Uh, I finally got out of that. And I think anyone's unfortunate to go through something like that, but I was unlucky further. So when I was 12, so I got away from it. And then when I was 12, it happened again. And then that happened until I was like early teens, going into like early adulthood. Again, I finally got out of it. And then it it wasn't. So I, I, I got jobs. Just get to get by. Didn't really matter what I was doing. I didn't have like a purpose of what I wanted to do. Did you leave school early? Did you left school relatively early? Yeah, I left school when I was in year nine. So I was 13. When I left, I left. Didn't do nothing for the two years gap. I did kind of rebel a little bit because at the time it felt the right thing to do. And then I started college. I started doing sports coaching and personal training. And it's the irony of, it, of, of me doing that because of like how me life panned out because like obviously this time last year I was 25 stone but I'm a trained personal trainer that was what I was trained to do when I was younger I didn't take notice of it I didn't really want to do it and then me early childhood came back creeped right back up into to my life just crippled me with like depression and mental health and then it was just always the questions of why why me why didn't you stop it you knew you must have known it was wrong and you also have the perception of being a man, and I'm not saying men have it any harder than a woman, but I was embarrassed by it because I, I, people were thinking, did you want it to happen? Is that what you wanted? Um, it was just all different type of emotions that went through my head, and it was something that I couldn't change mentally. So you'd, yeah, so you'd, you'd come out of your two horrible experiences when you were young, and you dragged yourself out and become a sports coach and... You know, you you rebelled a bit, but you 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 found meaning. Um, but it but it slipped away, it slipped away from you in in your early adulthood. Is that right? Yeah, it, it, there was no meaning. I had no meaning because were you running away? You hadn't dealt with you hadn't dealt with stuff. Basically, no, absolutely not. Um, I pushed it to the back of my head, acted like it didn't happen. Felt worthless. Felt like it happened to me because I was weak. It, it, it was all them questions of why me and. I came to my own conclusion. It's not the right conclusion. It wasn't a conclusion, but I came to the conclusion. It's because I, I chose because I was weak and I wasn't worthy. That type of questions that went through my head. And then when I came to Talk Talk, I was brought by someone. And I think this is where my confidence started coming back and believing in myself because I worked for a dead-end job before Talk Talk in just a normal call center, doing your usual, ringing people up that don't want you to ring them, that type of stuff. But the one of the managers moved from there to Talk Talk 
and started a brand new team and they were like, we want you to come and work first. I was like, you don't want someone like me working for a massive company like TalkTalk, surely not. They don't have people like me because like you obviously have this perception of, like you said before, it's, it's corporate. Well, you assume it's corporate from the outside and you assume it's this big, massive company. You've got to be professional. You've got to be well-spoken or you've got to dress a certain way. You've got to have a certain education. And it was the total opposite. And so when I come, at first, like I said, I didn't really believe myself, but I, I started to question it and be like, why has he picked me? Why me? Again, so it's, it's, the question I always keep asking is, why me? So what happened as a child? Then when I was getting brought here, why me? How old were you when you when you arrived at Talk Talk? So I was twenty six. So still quite young, still still a young adult really. And 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 you'd, I guess maybe relationships have been problematic, and you know you'd li- lived quite a turbulent life. So this was this was something that you held on to. You, you're here now. You're five yeah. and a half years later, and enough people believed in you, and you 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 stuck around, and you you got through the first day, the first week, the first month. Yeah, and I, I think when I started seeing people in Talk Talk about their own stories, like you said before, different podcasts that you have done, every single person's got a story. And when I was younger, I was selfish and thought it was only me. I felt like I was hard done by, like this didn't happen to no one else in the world. And it wasn't until I got older and kind of matured and realised that it, it happens so many, so, so often and too often more than anything. And I hear people telling stories and stuff and it, it decided, I sat, decided like I need to be the person I needed when I was younger. So that's when I started a support network for people who've been through the same as me and not not necessarily directly been affected by what happened to me or like what happened to them. It could be like my partner went through a lot because she had to put up with me. So I've been with my partner since I was 16. So she met me from like at my worst and obviously we're still together type of thing. So it affected her massively. And I think people forget that it does affect other people, not just me. So it was a case of, I was helping people like that. So I, I used to have mums come to me and say that their child has been through it and they wanted to understand how they were feeling, how they could adapt, how they could approach them, how could they could help, how could they support. So there's this like a website, Ian. This is like a, what is it? So I created a Facebook page and it's all social media posts. I did reach out to other organizations like Everton in the community and stuff like that. So I've done talks for them. And I think when with the last check that I'd done, there was over 25,000 messages that had come in in the time that I've done it. And when I first set out, it was a case of, if I help one person, then it was worthwhile. And if I've made one person's life better, then it was worthwhile. And then I didn't realize it would get to the stage that it's got to, or it it did get to type of thing. I I didn't realize it was gonna affect so many people or that many people needed it. Give me an example of someone that you've helped that said to you that that you've made a massive difference. So there's, there's a newspaper article of it. You can search. I can send you a link for it. Um, it's if, if, or if you search my name in Liverpool, it will come up. Um, a lady who I helped massively, and I didn't realize the impact I had on her at the time because, like I say, it, I don't do it for like credit or anything like that. I just it's just something I, I want to do because I, I just want. I there was no one there I could speak to when I was younger, and I just it kills me that just people can't reach out to people. So she contacted the Liverpool Echo, obviously, which is my local paper in Liverpool, and she wanted praise to me which i obviously didn't want but she wanted it also to spread awareness of what's available so other people could get in contact with me and i did see a massive amount of people coming and on facebook and you can see like so when this article was published you, you were you were de- you were deluged with people contacting you absolutely and I, 
it, it was overwhelming. It really was, and, and it, but it was so rewarding. And not in a selfish way, but it helps me massively as well because if I'm constantly telling people every single day, it was not your fault, I start to believe it myself. I know how to deal with it now, but it doesn't mean I'm fully over it. Obviously, I still have setbacks. I still go into dark moments and stuff like that. But I'm grateful for the company that we work for because they're aware of it and they support it. They let me have my time. I couldn't ask for a better company to work for having the setbacks that I do have sometimes. And what's the what's the um, website called? So if anyone listening wants to check it out or contact you even. So it'll be Safe Family, Safe Children. Uh, and it, like I said, it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It'll be on any of them. Uh, and then the email address is at safefamilysafechildren.com. And obviously it'll be myself that you'll be getting in touch with. If anyone in Talk Talk does it, they can be direct. I have had people come direct through Talk Talk, like, T- like Microsoft Teams, uh, messaging me. Stuff like that. I've even had meetings in the office when people have contacted me. So it's not just external where I've had an input, like people who've listened to the story because I did post stuff about it a couple of years ago when people were posting about mental health week and stuff like that. I did post a blog. I'm not sure if it's still there because the amount of times the why has changed. I'm not sure if it's still there, but I did post it. So people did come to me and people were aware of it. But you realize, as you said, it's not just you, even your colleagues, even some of your colleagues. Exactly, and it's it's a it's not a nice thing, but no one's exempt from it. And like I say, we're growing up. I just generally thought I was the only person. I was selfish. I did generally think it, but it's so so common. And I think that's the message I want to get out is that it is common, whether it's right or wrong. It is common, and there is people that you can speak to. And I don't want people to think that they are alone in this, and they're not. And I think the main reason why I do this, and it, it is quite cheesy, but the message I always tell myself is that not to be ashamed of like my story, because it could inspire someone else. So I always tell people the same thing. Never be ashamed or embarrassed of your story because it could inspire someone, whether it's one person, 10 people, a thousand people. There's so many people that you can touch with your your story and every one of us has got one. Have you even uh, got to a point where you could say you've actually used your backstory to propel yourself further than you might have ever thought possible? I didn't. I don't think I'd ever thought I'd get to like management and people managing. It's something I've always wanted to do. Whether I thought I could do it was a different thing. But like I say, when the first manager that brought me over to Talk Talk believed in me, and then I did have another manager who she pushed me for everything. She like saw something in me, even when like I might not have saw it myself or I wasn't propelling as much as I probably could. She did see it and she was pushing me. I did have many setbacks in Talk Talk with management roles. And I think at the time I was just going for them because it seemed natural just to be promoted to the team lead in that role. Uh, and it wasn't what was best for me. So then that was when the last 18 months is when I've like stripped it right back solely on me as a person. And then now I've found the role, which is right for me. And the team I'm in has been nothing but supportive as well. You've focused on yourself as a person. Um, I'm sure that's come in many different shape or forms. But one obvious way that is that if I'd been speaking to you a year ago, I think you'd have looked very different. Is that right? Yeah, I was 25 stone. At that point, I was like, something needs to change. And it was something as silly as someone asked me a question today, actually, and it is cheesy, but someone asked me today is, who's your inspiration? And jokingly, I replied myself. But after that, I've sat and thought about it and thought, actually, I am. I am my own inspiration. Why can't we inspire someone else? It doesn't have to be a celebrity. So what did you do? What was the moment that made you think, I'm going to drink less, eat less, exercise? Or I mean, it, that's, that's the simple way of looking at it, but I guess it's a whole mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I started like, I'm a sucker for, for podcasts. 
it just like help you learn to think different. Reading books. My daughter started playing football. I couldn't even keep up trying to train with her. So I was 30, 31. And I was like, I can't even keep up with my own daughter. So that 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 had a big impact in it as well. And I was like, How old's your daughter? She's eight. You want to be growing with her, don't you? You want to be playing with her, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it goes back to the inspiration thing as well. Is if someone asked her, I would love if she said me. If someone asked her who's her inspiration, who better to set an example for than, than myself? So what did you do? I know people will be wanting to know your secret. So it's a lifestyle change that I'd done. I didn't like I dieted the first. Didn't work as much. I was going to the gym anyway, but not consistent. I started writing goals down each week and held myself accountable for them. So I needed, to, and it is, it does sound simple, but it's easy to not follow as well. So I was like, you need to drink this amount of water each day, this many steps each day, this many gym sessions a day. I'd work out like my calories and say like, you can't go over that. And I'd write them down or post them to social media. I'm like, I need to help hold myself accountable for them. and. It get to the end of the week and I would be strict with myself and say, you've not hit that. Why have you not hit that? Is there something you could have done different? What stopped you doing that? Is there something you could have gone further? And like I say, it was just a total mentality shift in what I've done. And then I saw a change quite quick because of being that big. I don't think I saw it as this at the time, but when you're that big, the first initial week or two, you will lose quite a bit because it's water and it's, it's that type of stuff. So I seen something straight away. I was like, oh, I'm seeing a change. And then I carried on progressing. Yeah, I kind of learned about my self-awareness. I'm doing a course through Talk Talk at the minute, which has helped. With, like, it talks about unconscious bias. That's always up, but it's helped like learn about me, person. And I've tried to get better as a person, not better at employee. So like in the past, I was like, I need to be a better employee to get this job. And I've, I, I stripped it right back. I was like, I need to better myself. And then the right opportunity had come, and it did. So you, you lost 10 stone and got a great job? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's a job that I wanted. I'm, dealing with people uh the team i'm in is great and it's i think it kind of fitting because when i applied for the job i'm in it was the first role i've ever applied didn't straight away stand out but have me of like you need to have this academic you need to have this qualification you need to have this experience it was the first things that was said to me was be yourself be authentic don't try and be someone you want us to think we want just be yourself and if you're the person we want we will hire you and I've gone into this team and, and they literally, it could be easy for to say this, obviously it's a podcast about talk, I work for talk, talk, but the team I'm in are so much about empowerment and bigging each other up and praising each other. They're all about like celebrating each other's successes more than their own, which is something I really like. And the future's rosy. You're in a good place. You're in a good place. Absolutely. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.